Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. Hi, I'm Stephen, Chief Exec at NCHC. As North Can Waveney Health and Care undergoes significant changes, we've developed a new strategy to help us reposition ourselves and raise our profile as caregivers at the heart of the community. We recently ran a series of roadshows across the Trust where, Stephen, you visited sites to talk through our strategic priorities for the next five years, looking at where we want to be by 2027 and outlining the specific ways in which staff can help us navigate the future and achieve those ambitions. So, Stephen, tell us a bit about the strategy how has it taken this form that it's currently in? So we've been working on it for quite a while in the background, particularly uh, the executives and non-executives through board. But I think it's useful to start with, in its background, there was a document that the Trust had pulled together during the pandemic of its strategic intent. And I think because the pandemic hit, it kind of stayed within the organisation at certain levels. So rather than run a whole kind of core production piece again, when we looked at it, it was a lot of it was still valid. The things that people had said, the staff had said and our partners had said would still be valid. So it was a big document. I think ourselves and the board had a couple of aims with it. So one was that we had something that was relatively straightforward that anybody could pick up and read and kind of understand what what it was we were trying to do. And I think really importantly, and this is where it will come to life is it matched I would say the culture of the trust and the ambition that the staff clearly have around community services so the way that I've described it is my experience before I started in the trust and during was we were really good at lobbying for community so you'd ask the question what we would be there saying community is the future it's the vision of the NHS it's what it's all about it's what the strategic direction of the those services are but when you ask the so what, what does that mean? What's the offer? We struggled a bit and, and you could get different answers off us. And particularly with our partners, I was really keen to have with the ICB start and a really kind of ambitious and bold plan that we could put out there that said this is what NCH and C is about. And to get a bit of strut in the organisation, you know, and, and, and I'm a firm believer, I think if you put your ambitions down, you're not going to get all of them, but you will get a lot of them it becomes a reality that people kind of understand. So so that was some of the direction to it. So we worked, we beavered away in the background, we sweated over every word. We had some help and some cross-check with that because I think sometimes you can get a bit caught up in yourself and a lot of us are NHS through and through. So things like anacronyms and shortcuts and comes a bit easy and, and you can lose meaning through that. So that's why we, we use somebody to help us with that. And so we came up with our strategy I'm really pleased with some of the language as well around it. So it sets out who we are, what we do and our vision. And then it says that we'll work through five strategic priorities. And then we took that through board, got that signed off. We sent it around all our stakeholders beforehand saying, what do you think to this? Overwhelmingly positive response. I think it hit the mark. So then, yeah, that led us to, right, we really need to engage with this now. And, And really this will become driving some of the mechanics of the trust so some of our risk management processes our performance reports everything will start to be driven through the lens of this strategy because if we deliver that we know we're going to be delivering really excellent community care what i love about it is that you've got the five priorities which for anyone who doesn't know are deepening our integration with partners 
attracting and developing brilliant and fulfilled teams, continually improving standards of excellence, advancing our use of data and technology and being a future focused organization. So you've got those sort of high levels, but then as you delve down into it, you've then got underneath that the outcomes that we're working towards and the key commitments, which is fine, but it can, like you've said, be a bit of a strap line. This is just something that we're going to do. But then what you've got is another layer to this, which is how can you help? So this is how can the organization get involved? And there are questions that have been asked, yeah. you know, so for example, deepening our integration with partners, one of the questions is, who are the partners you currently work with and what could you make more of as a team? So it's encouraging staff to really think about it. And that's what those roadshows were about, wasn't it? It's taking those yeah. questions out to people so you can have a face-to-face -face conversation. How did you feel about the roadshows? The turnout, was it good? Were people engaged? So the engagement was really good. We did a mixture. So we did some virtual, we did some in person, we did some out of hours and we did some at weekends. So the turnout varied across it. So some some we had a lot, others we had less so, um, as you'd expect. I think there was a slight difference in the ones that were online to the ones that were in person, because obviously in person people tend to bounce off each other a little bit more. We all know Teams is useful, but it's a bit transactional, so it tended to be me with a couple of people. But I think what was really interesting was that you got a general reaction to it, which again was, I would say in the main positive, there were some bits where what came through to me is we've got some services two that I'll think of as learning disabilities and children's who at times will feel like they are really close to the trust and other times feel like they're not quite as close so they're a bit further out does you know does the trust understand them and so I think that came through for us so there's something about how we take this strategy forward and work with them to make it particular to them there was a really pleasing bit in nearly all of them. Everybody mentioned accessibility. Could this be read? So the whole thing about people just having that in their mindset, that was really positive. And then what comes through is just the complexity of what we do. I know it, it's common sense, but there's so many services. And like you say, when you ask them to think about who is it you interact with, who's really important to you as a partner, there's obviously a lot of commonality, but there's an also a lot of difference. And there's a lot of other organisations that you may not think through. So, th so that was really important. And then it was, it's interesting because most of them did theme. There was a lot of themes that came out. So even though you were doing it with very different groups of people and very different professions and backgrounds and places across the county, there was a lot of themes that just kept coming up and up and up. So that's the bit that we're, we're having a look at. And I, th I think, like you're saying, the thing, the, one of the things that we've now got to take it forward, I think the two bits for me are, so how do we feed back to people as we're doing this? And we'll do that as a regular. That, that was one thing. Because I think there was a little bit of feedback is we may have done that previously and we do it once and then we put it on the shelf, th stop, think about it. I'll give a shout out to the comms team uh, because one of the things with the booklet was I like the way it did ask questions because usually I think what, we were, what we've what we been desperate to do with this and the reason we did the kind of roadshows, if you like, was to get a conversation going. I didn't want it to be just a document that you saw and went, oh yeah, that's up on the wall, tick and not really think it through what, what it would mean for you. So so I, I love doing them. For me, it was the richness of the conversation and I don't think we can do enough of that. So that, that was another learning I had. It was interesting that a lot of people fed back that, and it's, it's natural because it's been the pandemic is the miss that kind of personal engagement where you can really get into some detail on some things and then other times you're at really high level. I think we'll keep doing it. I think we'll do regular sessions throughout the years of the strategy where we keep touching point and telling people how we're doing and what's going on. And these things 
may change over time. You know that we've we'll have a just looking at the news yesterday. We'll have an election cycle that might bring about change. So the the environment's always changing. We've got different things to think about, but generally, I think I think we're on the right lines with it. I think that's all ever people ever really want to know is if you're contributing to something that you have been listened to and heard and we've spoken about this before on yeah. other podcasts that people just want to feel heard um, and and to know that some action is happening off the back of what they have fed back I mean you mentioned those themes you know are you able to share with us some of the the themes yeah. that did come out of it yeah there was some um so a big one was we love the ambition we have heard some of this before so what's going to be different this time that was a fair one particularly when we were talking about the role that community services will play in the health service probably as long as I've been involved in community services, which goes back a long time prior to Norfolk. That's always been a mantra, but we've never quite managed to take that left shift, if you like, to move it to there. Uh, so we got into some of that. I think some of that is moving and aligning, and that was good because we were able to point to some things that people might not quite come across in their day-to-day -day job or might just hear about. And then when you sit and explain it, they go, oh, right, oh, well, I, didn't, I didn't quite know it was like that. And that that's a positive sign. So we were talking things like virtual wards that we were seen as a lead for. So we got two million for that. So that, that was a good thing to point to. Workforce was an obvious one. And I would sum that up as a love the ambition, but it is really difficult out here. So how can I think about that when I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with today? And that that was a really good discussion because the thing is with a strategy, it is by nature a vision and it's forward looking. And when you are in a really busy service dealing with a lot of pressure, that is hard to do the, well, how, how are we going to get to there if, I, if we can't even do that now? But that did lead to, in, in every case, that led into a conversation around two things, I would say. One is our workforce structure. So particularly for a lot of professions and a lot of areas, they raise the issue of we can be quite flat. And unless you want to move into a managerial role, you may be limited in that. So there was a question there about that we're thinking through about would the pyramid shift up if you like, so you'd still have fewer, there may be a more clinical specialist level, but overall the workforce will not grow significantly and we have to think about different ways of doing the work that we've got. And that really led into the other one. And this one tended to get more of the excitement I was going. And there was, I'll, I'll, I'll give a big shout out to the session I did at um, North Walsham because we had a really good mix there, ward staff and community staff and, and admin staff. And we tended to get into a big discussion there about digital. And it's interesting because I think sometimes when we talk about it, the perception is there's a nervousness about it. But on every one they spoke to, they were, we're really up for this. If you can get this working. And we followed it up with a couple of things with people up there. But there was a real appetite for some of that. So the challenge for us is to think through how we take that forward as a trust and not only the money, but how we engage people in that change process to understand what it is that will work for them. So I think they're the main things. It was a what's different this time with this strategy. It's really hard at the minute. How are we going to do that You know, with our workforce? And then we're really excited about things like digital and that. But what difference will that make to me? But I'm really I'm really engaged in that bit. What, what would you say to anybody who says, I, I believe it when I see it? Um, I think that's a fair response and I think that's our challenge and I'm, I'm a kind of a believer in that. I think, and I, I said this on some of the roadshows, I think the signs are good, but I can point to a couple of things now and, and pre some of them predate me. So the fact with a lead for the shared cared record in the system shows a level of trust. 
the fact that they invested in virtual ward with us and all the work that we did around that shows a level of trust in us whether we get it or not people may have heard but so we put a big urgent care scheme in for a modular build the context for that is that we were the only community trust that got anywhere near that shortlist so even if we don't get it i know that people are listening to us and and taking on the schemes that we've got um so i think that is the sign of because we've set out an ambition because we're delivering a lot of things and we're quite you know not in a pushy showy off way but we're, we're more public about it we're, we're using those networks a lot more so certainly with Linda, uh, Graham previously, and myself and the exec team, we're seeing it as that's what we've got to do. And I think we're getting more of an audience. So I think we're starting to see things move towards us. You know, my job and the executive's job and us at the kind of the senior leadership level is to make sure we've got the skills to grab those opportunities, capability and the capacity. But what I have got through this is um, we've got to be listening to the staff all the way through it and kind of taking them on that journey. So I can't say for definite it's it's there and we're definitely going to achieve all of that. I said to all of them, I'd rather achieve three quarters of this. But if I do that in four years or we do it collectively, I think we've done an awful lot. We have done a lot. So I remain positive. I think it's a strategy. It's a difficult thing for people on the ground to get behind anyway, because it is, you're, like you said, you know, busy, you're firefighting, you're doing your daily job. It's hard to imagine how something like virtual ward or shared care record or things like that which maybe may seem quite high level to people will impact you on a daily basis but some of the themes in the strategy like for example attracting and developing brilliant and fulfilled teams you know this is all about providing new career opportunities it's all about our people ensuring that they belong in the organization it's about encouraging um, personal growth and supporting people to continue their professional development and making sure those opportunities are there which I know a lot of staff feel sometimes aren't there like you said it's some kind sometimes can be very flat so is it right to say to people who are listening to this and thinking oh I still don't really know how it affects me on the ground it's fair to say that we are working towards things that will personally affect you but what are we doing next to achieve these ambitions what are the sort of immediate next steps so the attracted and developing brilliant fulfilled teams is a way of bringing together all that brilliant work that we've been doing but making sure we one industrialize it across so everybody experiences it because we've done some phenomenal work with the staff networks with the we care events with the well-being workshops that we're running out now so there's one that we got behind really really heavily is all all the leaders going on a well-being workshop and the message of that workshop being the well-being of everybody in this trust really matters and we've got to have conversations about it and we've got to look after each other so there's a tangible one that you can say straight away that's one we're getting behind and we do it under this so I think a lot of the ones around the culture and around the the teams we do have to do a left shift a bit as well I could do phrases like that but left shift onto we talk an awful lot about recruitment recruitment is really important but it's not the answer that will get us out of this. It's no point talking about recruitment if we're losing a lot of people. So with Liz and I and the people committee, we are talking a lot about retention. What do we need to do? What do we need to look like? How fleet of foot do we need to be to retain people? Do we understand why we may not be retaining them another? And I think the other one I would point to is there are some areas of the trust where we know it's not right. And that may be historical, it may be funding, it may be systems, it may be a variety of all history that goes on. 
And one of the bits that you'll see in the continually improving standards is we talk about we will start to tackle and start to support and, and develop those teams where it isn't as good as we want it to be. And I thought I was really pleased that we got that in there as an explicit outcome because I've worked in so many organisations where everybody knows there's an issue. They're trying to work it out, but they just can't crack it. And then we kind of just let it keep rumbling on. So I think there's going to be a couple of approaches to bring it together. One will be your general experience as a member of staff. We want to keep on that improvement journey and and the fact that we're measuring it and we've been really explicit about it in that kind of attracting and developing team section. And the other is in that continuing improving standards of excellence. Now that's whether you're in a corporate service or a clinical service, that's across the board and feeling safe in your work, able to say if you think something needs to improve or not. But then what I think will come through is those bigger projects, those bigger service changes that we're thinking of, they will then start to impact through four or five years that we're doing the strategy. Some immediate things I talked through, so a big one was the modular build, because the big bit of feedback is one of the bits we need to do is refresh our estate strategy. But we've also had a lot of feedback from staff. I did it on the roadshows. We, we'd heard it. That's why it was in the strategy was around discharge is a significant problem to the system and we need to find a way of breaking the cycle that we're in a lot of deconditioned patients in our wards and also in, in our acutes. The modular bill is a big one. There's work around how we deliver unplanned and planned care. Laura and Rob are working through that because we've seen different outcomes. One of the challenges we've got as a trust like ours is we can have quite different results in different places and I don't think we can quite explain why you get that and some of it's historical funding where services have been set up we've got to start tackling that I've said that since I've been here I couldn't you know I know it was historical but we've had long enough where it's an ICB not the CCGs we need we need to move at that uh, virtual ward obviously lays into that with technology and then we're trying one of the bits in the strategy is around how we can build on our integration with the council so Laura Rob the operational directors work both for the council and for us that's really unique. There's not many trusts that maintain that. A lot of it, it went back to being split. It gives us a real opportunity. But the bit I'm really excited to explore with the council is, can we move more into service provision? So we don't just do the social work, we do some social care provision, whether that's domiciliary, residential, nursing home, anything like that. We're not fixed on it. We're just exploring how we might do that. That's a background piece that we're doing. People won't see that for the minute. But there's some really exciting big stuff. And if you start doing those, I think that will start to unlock a lot of the pressure that the teams are facing, which means they can then move on to what is it as a specialist community service, you know, particularly for our district nursing colleagues and community therapists. What is it they want to be doing and how do they want to do it, do more of the population health management? We can break the back of some of this demand that we've got in the cycle that we're in through some of these big projects. I think we'll start to see quite a shift, really. Are you open to people contacting you if they've got any questions? Yeah. Yeah, so I've said I'm more than happy if people, you know, this is on the loop. There's a section there you can have a look at it. If people want to contact us, I did say in the strategy sessions as well, if people have team meetings or anything that they want me or the other execs to come to, we're more than happy to do that. And we talk it through. I've done a couple of those already and they've been really good because, again, you get bigger groups and you can tailor it a bit more to the team that you're talking to because they tend to have a bit more commonality so that you, you can reference it a bit more like that so yeah I'm more than happy if people want to contact us and let us know any feedback good bad 
indifferent anything we'll, we'll we'll take it all and kind of keep considering and refining it as we go through one thing i'm really pleased with is we set that brief about we've got a brilliant culture i know it's not right everywhere i keep getting stopped i know it's not right everywhere but we have got generally got a really good cut i wish i had a pound for every time somebody will bump into me i've just been to wheelchairs this morning and you know straight away people i love working at nch and say so we've got we've got that i think this starts to really put nch and see as the community trust that it can be in the future and, and puts us on a national level really thank you for listening to take a moment with nchc if you've enjoyed this podcast please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.